G2G. G2G. So we are uh, recording. Recordando. Oh. So fun times were had by a lot of people. What the heck is so Fun times oh. were not had by the Turkish people on this day in 1821. Can you tell our, our wonderful millions of listeners why that is? It is a double holiday. It is both the Feast of the Annunciation and Greek Independence Day today. What was the other one? The Feast of the Annunciation. What is this? That is the celebration of Jesus's conception. Ah, uh, okay. Fun nine months before Christmas. But fun fact: the, the this was a holiday before Christmas, and they used this date to calculate Christmas. So they didn't go backwards from December twenty fifth. March twenty fifth was the original holiday, mm-hmm. and then to calculate Christmas, they went forward nine months. What a story, Mark. What a story, That's Mark. your sex life. <laughs> Would you to know why? <laughs> <laughs> so we are here to talk about uh, John Wick Chapter 4. John Wick Chapter 4. You may remember our Scream episode where we also spent about half the time talking about John Wick Chapter 4. This is... this is... We have not seen John Wick Chapter 4. <laughs> <laughs> but now we have. But this episode is particularly dedicated to John Wick Chapter 4. Man, listen. All right. The last episode was about the hype leading up to the John hype. Wick Chapter 4. Yes. Now we actually have. And, mm, I don't know if anything this year will match the hype. That we felt for John Wick Chapter Four. I don't think there's any movie that I can think of coming out this year that I that I am hyped about to the level of John Wick. Me neither. Um, and and I honestly think I was very excited for John Wick Four, but I think initially I was like, I honestly don't know what they could do to yeah. get me like super invested. It was them reviews. It was the reviews. It was them good. It was them good reviews. It was them, them good reviews indeed. Uh, I had I had John Wick as my second most anticipated of the year, um, right behind Quantumania. And you you hyped Quantumania up more than um than most people did. I think I was willing to give them more of the benefit of the doubt, but more than um more than Guardians. Yeah, just Guardians, because it was a starter, just because it yeah. was a starter of Phase Five. Guardian might have well, it won't be as hyped as John Wick, and it was the and to be fair, the the reviews for John Wick. That's really what what skyrocketed. Out. Yeah, the hype. But like, it was like you would see maybe one review would be like, oh, "This is so good." I'm like, "Well, there's one review." Yeah. But then there was another review, and then another review, and then another review. And these reviews weren't like these no. reviews were like this is the best thing. Ten out of ten. And you know what? It really, truly is. So, so we're gonna go into the movie. So, there's it's a very basic movie. So we can actually go through plot very quickly. Uh, John is trying to get out from under the high table. Yes, <laughs> trying to get out. From under- He's trying to get out from under the high table. Uh, he has to do some fetch quests. He has to do three very specific like missions, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, takes him uh, all around the world. This is really probably the most globe trotty one. That there's that, been, yeah, because then you feel it be globe trotting like in all the other movies he's traveled, yeah, besides obviously the first one, which takes place entirely in New York, yes. Um, but like in two, he goes to Rome, and three, he goes to um, how long is he in the Middle East for? Was this the first one he was in Japan? 
This is the first time he's in Japan. Uh, he was in, I think, Morocco, wasn't it? He was in Morocco. In, in the last one for a couple scenes, and then he yeah. was back to New York. Yeah. Uh, but in this one, like, he is all over the place, and he stays all over the place for a long time. Yeah. This is, this is the least New York-based. New York yeah. yeah. The beats all linger in this film. Yeah, and, and this movie follows that three-act structure, like, very well. Yeah. Act one, it's in Osaka. Act two... You're in Berlin, Act 3, you're in Paris. This movie is a no-nonsense steak and potato, but boy, oh boy, like it's a, it's a, it's a good steak and potato. It's, to me, I, I think it's of like it. your first barbecue in May. <laughs> <laughs> I really think of this almost like Endgame, where yeah. it's like all business. Business. Like you're not setting shit up. No. Nope. You are here to get a job done. Business. Business. Abandon all hope. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, it was Samuel L. Jackson's best. It's with Samuel L. Jackson. So, um, speaking of Samuel L. Jackson, he is in this movie. He plays uh, he, he plays, plays a character known as La- uh, Lawrence Fishburne, <laughs> uh, who then plays another character named the Bowery King. Yes. And I would love to I would love to listen to the two or three people that listen to this and go, "What the fuck are they talking about?" Yeah, yeah. That that's how long ago? I don't remember. It's it's, it's been a while. It's old. I just realized on Greek Independence Day, the man who plays the elder, George Gorgio. Excuse me, Giorgio. George in English would say Giorgio. It's properly Giorgio. Giorgio. Giorgio is is Greek. He is oh. Greek. He's Greek. Greek. Is he is he as Greek as Bill Skarsgård is French in this movie? <laughs> that name is pretty fucking Greek. That name's pretty pretty fucking Greek. Ah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, fantastic movie, ten out of ten. Yeah, absolutely everything. It, just the escalation from the very beginning to the very, very like last, like even ten minutes of this movie is just like balls to the wall. Yes, the whole time. If there's a debate in like what to rate this movie, like it was never below a four point five. It was always like, is this movie going to be a four point five or a five out of five? Yeah, and it it it. It crossed the bar. Oh, 100 percent. I think yeah. for me, it really relies on one scene, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Right. Um, but I, I am, I am excited for, for more people to see this. I think this could really be the movie that like pushes more people to go see the original movies. Yeah. If they haven't seen that those movies and they hear people talk about this, they go, oh, maybe, maybe I should check this out. You do need to, even though this is like not that you can't appreciate this without seeing the originals. But like, you don't feel the you don't feel the weight as I correct as ironically while this movie pretty much just is like action like to feel the to to feel the heaviness and to get invested in the characters you do need to see you for do sure need to see one through three and and so let's go ahead and get into our into our uh, discussion of this like we even if you haven't seen all the other movies uh, with the exception of a few characters that are remnants of the last couple, like the only returning characters really are John Winston, Sharon, and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Right? Samuel L. Fishburne. Samuel L. Fishburne. And was Lance Riddick sick during, like, was his death recently unexpected? Yeah, like, I think they didn't know. It says his natural causes. Because, but... spoiler alert. He's the first one to die. He's the first one to die, <laughs> and right? I, when I saw that, I'm like, I wonder if he was like, I wonder if he was sick, and they they knew it, so they. No, I don't think so. Yeah, 
it, because it, it also wouldn't make sense as far as like his character because his character really only has one action sequence throughout the story yeah and it's in the third john wick movie when they're defending the hotel yeah that's um true. so i don't i don't think so but it, it did seem like it was pretty unexpected Yes. Yeah. Um, but I don't think this was a situation like um, Chadwick Boseman, where they were where like a select few people knew. Yeah, but it was even then it was like mainly family. I think. Right. Because uh, I don't even think family like Bob Iger or not Bob Iger. Um, Kevin. Kevin. Did he? I think Kevin Feige knew. Maybe. And um and what's his name? Director Chadwick. Not Chadwick. Um. I don't remember. The director of those movies. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but I don't think that was the case. But anyway, yeah. So we we start... You know, I was I was watching this movie and I was like, you know, this movie, you feel the difference between this and three because three starts off with like a nonstop, like 30 minute, like chase sequence between like John and all the assassins. Yeah. Like he fights the one basketball player with the ugly face. Yeah. He's the one with the kill with the book, right? Yeah, he kills him with the book. So I was waiting for, I was like, all right, I need my book quality kill. (laughs) I didn't get my book quality kill, but once we got scenes that make up for nothing. For sure. There's there's nothing as inventive as as that. Uh, We do get a pencil kill in this one. We do get a pencil kill. Which, you know, it's kind of also a fun nod to like the previous movies. Because in the first movie, they set up. He killed the motherfucker with a pencil. pencil. Yeah. In the second movie, you get to see him kill someone with a pencil. And now in this one, someone dies with a pencil. Someone dies with a pencil. Yeah. Um, but so when we talk about like getting started, like it does feel a bit slow at the beginning, but it's also a, a two hour and 40 minute long movie. Yeah. Like I, they absolutely can earn 20 minutes of not relentless like violence. And that setup for that opening Osaka continental scene mm-hmm. is like yeah and because we they have to set up what escalates like what escalates John that? going to Osaka correct right because he goes he kills the elder yeah uh, we have a really cool like horseback chase scene where like which is in the previews it is yeah. slightly um but it, it really sets up the scale of like these guys are going to be filming in these like really big, like bombastic looking places. Yeah, when when um when like horse kill in the Moroccan desert is just your like epigraph scene. Yeah, then <laughs> you're in for a rocking good time for sure. Um, but we we as the movie goes on, we're introduced to a lot of like really good characters. Uh, and we and we can also touch on them a little bit more. But like the first ones that we obviously meet are, and we spend the most time with out of everybody else is the Marquis, I believe. Yep. Um, he's he's such a dick. Such a dick. And he's like the kind of dick that you go like, yes, you're threatening, but mostly because you were holding everything over me. Yes, not by not, his own merit. Meritocracy is dead. Exactly, as some would say. As some would say. Right. As as Thana would one hundred percent say. And he's he's such a dick that it's only appropriate that he's French. <laughs> <laughs> like no other ethnicity would be able to pull off this brand of assholery. Yeah, yeah, and 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 he's so blatant about it too. About his Frenchness. About his Frenchness. <laughs> Uh, I love that at certain points they just call him the Frenchman. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's what he is. Yep, yeah, that's all you need to know. Uh, he dresses fantastically. 
when he lounges too. Yeah, he's, lounging. he's lounging with like a robe and like a vest. He's wearing evening cocktail attire for sure. Um, but he does have like this like sense of he has like a very threatening like aura to him too. Like when he's in the room, you're just like ah, it's like a little awkward. And then, but once again, it's it's because he it's because what you can have older what he can hold over you exactly. Right? He's in that. I don't know if he's. I don't know if that's actually supposed to be. Um, holy shit, Versailles, right? Like I don't know. If it kind of felt like it, it but like it's it, he basically if it's not Versailles, then like it, it's it's basically coded as Versailles. Yeah, like that's that's his basic palace, right? Um, he's got. I think it's interesting that his like number one henchman Spanish, yeah, right. <laughs> that yeah. somehow even makes him more threatening. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It's he's he's a good villain and very satisfying to see to see him go down. Yeah, right. Because that's what you want. Like it, it always kind of sucks when you have a bad guy that like is not up to the to the quality of like everything else because he's not john wick's equal no 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 but the fact that he can commandeer like hey i think spanish guy would be like in most like you know eight out of ten action movies he might be enough to be just like you know the dude like the main physical threat Mm -hmm. but he's got him and he's got donnie on he does. Yeah. And and I think that's that's what makes this work so well. So he almost the way I think of it, he is almost like the adversary for Winston. Yeah. Which then plays off of him Winston's relationship with John. Well, not just Winston's but also Winston's relationship with um with Sharon. Mm. Because you know, that's what gets him killed and then what he wants throughout this whole thing. Yes, he wants his hotel back, right? That's his angle. Right. But he wants to bring him down as revenge for killing his friend. Right. And I think at one point he does say, like, what do you want? He's like, oh, what would you want? You want revenge. That's what I want, too. Yeah. So I think that's more than anything, like, what he really wants yeah. in this. And that's that's that makes more sense to me because John would absolutely 100% destroy Bill Skarsgård. For sure. Um, but then I think in a more of like a chess player type of situation, that's where I see Winston and and the Marquis and being Marquis more being unequal. Yeah. Right? Uh, but you mentioned a couple of our new characters. Uh, the next big character that we see that we spend a lot of time with is Kane. Kane. Kane, which I think is kind of funny that Kane is blind. And he wears, and he, he uses a cane. I think, that, <laughs> I, I think that was the point. They are, they are so on the nose. <laughs> Beat them. Uh, uh, too far. And <laughs> uh, but he's so good. He is very He's good. so good. He has this like weird, almost like. He's more charismatic Rogue One. Daniel. Yes. Which, you know, if you want to be typecast as like the blind badass. <laughs> there's worse things to be typecast as. There are. There absolutely are. And if and if, I'm not, and I'm not even saying Jason Bateman is like a bad typecast, but you you could be typecast as Jason Bateman, yes. which is just like the straight man dad. The straight man dad. Who, it's uh, not bad, but you know it's you know it's boring. It's vanilla. very it's, boring. It's vanilla, but I love Jason Bateman. There will be, there will not be a syllable said against Jason Bateman on this podcast that's as long as fair. I as long as I breathe. That's fair. Um, it's interesting. We had talked about. I don't know if it was on the last episode or if it was just like talking. About like kind of what fills the role of a new 
either like the new Epic or like just the new IP franchise that's not, you know, Star Wars, not Marvel, not any of the main fantasy things. And we talked about how like John Wick kind of like fills that, fills that role. And it very much, especially now, it does very much feel to me like an epic, like a, like an ancient Greek epic. Yeah. Um, Donnie Yen is the is the archetypical blind character who does lack the sight of wisdom because he is constantly betraying his friends in this in this movie. Which is fine. It's pointed out by um. Uh, by Hiroyuki Sanada's character, right? Where he's like, you can't, you can't even see like our friendship anymore. Yeah, and that's that to me is that to me is a creative twist on like because usually usually the blind character is you know they lack physical sight, uh, but they're very wise and they're, they're very they, like knowledgeable. They, they have the sight of the mind, but actually in this case, he 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 has like better physical sight than um than like most people in terms of how good his other senses make up for it. Uh huh. Um. But he lacks that wisdom sight. Though I will say, I do like that they did, they were able to make him, little things that they did, did make him actually feel blind. Whereas, like, I think if you watch him in Rogue One, you're like... Yeah, you never really feel like he's blind. Yeah. But this one, you do. Like, even as badass as he is, like, when he sets up the fucking doorbells, and when he does have to use his cane to, like... Kind of, yeah, to kind of get a, get get a reading on where people are. Yeah. Um, it's very well done to the point where, like, all right, so you do have to suspend some like disbelief, a hundred percent, for sure. Like, but I think the movie earns that because it's rewarded with like really cool things that serve a yes. purpose for the movie. If you're going into this movie upset about realism, then you have two brain cells. That <laughs> shit, that shit sailed. Yeah, that, many years ago. Exactly. And I think that's one of the one of the things that, like any any review that I've I've seen for this movie, they always go, "Yeah, is it logical? No, no but, it but it's fucking cool. This is the rule of yeah. cool. This is this is what we in in the D and D community call the rule of cool. He's he's the Baba Yaga. He's the Baba Yaga, yeah. right? Like things may not always follow rules as written." Yeah, but if it makes it more fun, do what's fun. I was just upset that the Orthodox Church that they are in in Berlin didn't use a proper Orthodox altar. <laughs> <laughs> but that's beside the point. We'll, that's, we'll get there when we get there. We'll get there when we get there. Um, so yeah, so those are the guys that we that we meet at the beginning, yeah. and then we then we go into Osaka, right? Because of what happened, uh, because John killed the elder, they blow the hell up. Out of the New York Continental. Which, due to the New York Continental, what conspiracy theorists think that George Bush did to the World Trade Center. Exactly. Yeah. And and but you know what? Unlike the Trade Center, Unlike the trade it center. did not fall. It did not fall. It did not. Because there's that scene where Winston and uh Samuel Jackson are standing right there. <laughs> That's not going away. <laughs> uh, when they're standing by there and they're they're standing in front of the Continental that's still standing, just blown up. Ah, I see. Like all the windows were just shot out. Basically. But it looked like a controlled demolition to me. Basically, but but yeah. yeah. Um and, and so then we we meet some new friends. John gets uh some new friends introduced. Hiroyuki uh, Sonata, Sonata. Yep. who is I I love this man in just about everything that he's in. Um, he was in season two of Westworld. Uh, mm. He plays, I believe, his name is Musashi in that. Yeah, uh, he's uh, he's like in the samurai version of Westworld. Uh, he's really fucking cool. 
Uh, he was in Bullet Train. Mm. Uh, did you see Bullet Train? No, I, I started watching Bullet Train, but I was too distracted to keep finishing. Ah, okay. So I had to put it on pause. Uh, so it, the, the funny thing about Bullet Train is that, like he basically plays the same character. Oh, really? He's, just, he's, he's an old guy who's really wise. Because if you look at his IMDb picture, he do not look that old. No. Yeah. But like they make him look old. Yeah. Um, he was a uh, scorpion in Mortal Kombat. Uh, so he's he's got this like he's got the typecast he's got the as, yeah. as the as the samurai guy, but he's really good at it. Uh and, and I think they also give him like a really good like fight scene with Donnie Yen. Have you seen the Star Wars anime? I have not. Gotcha. There's a there's a samurai character who I think if that was ever put into live adaptation. Hiroyuki Sonata in this. If you just took Hiroyuki Sonata's character in this movie and made him that character, mm-hmm. it would be perfect. Yeah. yeah. And the thing I like the most about his character in this, uh, he plays uh, Shimasukoji. And not only is he like just really like nice to John, because mm-hmm. you know, even though John has been essentially marked for dead, like he still honors that friendship above. Like the table, he honored that. Yeah. He honored the autonomy of the Osaka Continental above yes. the above the table. Um, very like, given the fact that they're making spinoffs, I think like, um, and clearly his daughter is going to be in a spinoff. Um, I hope so. The they've I think they they've picked good characters of which to spin mm-hmm. movies off. And 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 speaking of his daughter, uh, I really like their like banter back and forth because she's his concierge the same way that Sharon is Winston's yeah and uh the like way, the way they revealed she was his daughter I thought was actually very well done that was a very heartwarming line of dialogue yeah, yeah. and it's like for me it was instant yeah when when the way as soon as she was like oh they figured you have a lunch with your uh, lunch with your daughter yeah. and like she gives him this look and I was like oh okay that, that's, that's funny yeah. that, that's funny yeah. uh, and they play with that for a a while. It's not until like about a scene or so later yeah. that like they blatantly like tell you. Yeah. But it's it's good that like they don't like make it too like oh we're being deceitful towards you. Yeah. Because it just it works very well. They have really good chemistry as like a mother as a daughter and father. The scene where he dies. Uh, very touching. Very t- you feel those cuts. Yeah. Um the, the the swords are so flashy, like it's like the, the clinging of the steel together just sounds and, so good. And the style in which like they fight is like feels both weightless but also like impactful. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because um that's one of the things that like Kane does in this movie. He's very fast, but like you feel like he's not just tapping them. Like he is like he's precise. He is precise, and he's yeah. doing this like very purposefully. Yeah. Uh, and then the way that he he kills him, he like he he cuts him up. Yeah. But he he does want to let him live. He doesn't want to kill his friend. Right. But you know, it's he's not doing this for nothing, right? He's doing it to also save his daughter. Yep. And and you do feel that he is kind of torn about this. Uh, he slacks off. Throughout like the whole raid on the on the continental in Osaka, yeah, he's like eating ramen. He's just chilling and like in the dark. So so actually, moral conundrum. Yeah. When I first thought I was looking at this movie. I was like, man, what is there to talk about other than just like style? I think you can, you can you can pivot back to this later if you want. 
I think you can make the case that John Wick just should have like just should have laid down and said, "Fine, just fucking kill me." Like probably instead of all the instead of all the carnage and risking Donnie Yen's daughter's life. Probably. Yeah. yeah but yeah. you know, at that point. Oh, correct. At that point. <laughs> for what? It's actually. But it's actually like like you could have a high schooler to write a paper about this topic. Mm-hmm. Like is 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 the is the fact that he's like fighting for his dignity, like and, and the dignity of his friend and the mm-hmm. continental worth uh, all the potential, you know, all the potential collateral damage that incurs, especially given the ending. Yeah, like, but and, and I mean, it, it does go back to like I think I may have sent you the clip. That's from the last movie mm. where Winston tells him, like, do you want to die as, you know, like, basically the table's lapdog? Yeah. Or do you want to die as, like, a free man? That's the And conundrum. that's what he wants. And he dies. He dies a free man. He dies a free man. And he wants to die the way that I think. I think that's what it is. I think he wants to die the way his wife remembers him. Yeah. And his wife remembers him as John, just the husband, not John, the hitman. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so I think that that's why I can be like, yeah, that that's why he's so relentless in his pursuit of his freedom. Yeah. Right. Uh, we do get a really great uh, action scene in this. It's this one. I think out of all the fight scenes, this one feels the most like straight choreography mm-hmm. to me. Uh, but it's also because there's a lot of the sword fighting and that right. warrants that. Right. You have to be more. Choreographed. Exactly. Mm hmm. Um, but then we have the the options. We got the chance to see people fight with bows, which is always a lot of fun. Always fun. I love archery. Archery's I love archers. Out. Yeah, and and seeing um, especially those little nimble bows that aren't that big, but you can you can shoot like point blank with. Yeah. And um, they they do have people in there who are using the smaller bows, and they have people who are using the long bows. Yeah, and it's always like really fucking cool to see these guys like they're running around in these huge armors. And then they just get like sniped and like thrown against the wall because they're getting hit so hard with these longbows. Yeah, I mean those things are they're big. They're, they're massive. Big. I don't know if you because you you've gone to archery with us, right? I have. And like even those bigger bows, like they are nothing compared to like a longbow. Long yeah. Like that shit will. So they're, they're as tall as a person. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes even taller. Yeah. Uh, but they are. Uh, they are. Uh, Big, you feel that the Continental, while yes, they are able to hold their own, yeah. like the the table just has like bodies to throw. Yeah. And unfortunately, like they do kind of overpower them. Yeah. I don't know that it's necessarily explicit that like the Continental falls necessarily, but I think, well, what's the point now for Akira, who's yeah. the daughter, right? If, if she's going to go after. She's going to go after Kane. She's going to go right. after Kane. Which I'm glad that kind of does pay off, I guess, at the end. Okay. But she does, yeah, because she does tell John, she's like, either you kill him or, I will. or I'm going to go find him. Yeah. And John's like, well, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, that leads us to our second location, mm-hmm. which is Berlin. Berlin. Uh, I, I had fun seeing our girl Osha from Game of Thrones. She's um, his sister, not sister. His sister Katya, I believe, yeah. is yeah. Her, her name. Uh, so they basically have this great idea of we're gonna get John back into his family. Correct. Right. Was they she will... in a previous one? She was not. It was the other lady. 
who's like the older Giordani. Yeah. Yeah. The, ball the ballerina. Which is where the ballerina spinoff is coming from, right? Yeah. Um and, and it's it's kind of nice that like they they keep these like things kind of consistent where like the that idea of he had a family and now the family's gone like whoop well now we can bring him back in because that they want to keep that consistency they don't have to find another convoluted way to get back right uh they could just accept him whenever they want that's not the problem the problem is the sister wants him to do something which right. is to go kill the kill guy, the guy killed. killed their father exactly uh who is apparently played by a guy named um Scott Atkins okay uh, and he, I, I think I remember hearing that he does a lot of like stunt work too in like a lot of movies. Um, but he is, he's a very good looking man. He reminds me almost as much of when we saw Penguin mm. and you go, oh, that's not Colin Farrell. That's not Colin Farrell. It is Colin Farrell. It is. Yeah. It's the same in this one. Cause if you look up what uh, Scott Atkins actually looks like. It's not like that. It, it just looks like. Comic work version of like a fat man. They do a wonderful job of making him be like this, like disgusting mob boss mm -hmm. character. And once again, ethnicities are used great in this movie because the fact that he speaks with that like German accent just makes it even <laughs> even gross for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, and um, we also got to meet a new friend. Well, new friend of me. Um, Mr. Nobody. Yeah, who we didn't I, talk about uh, in the Osaka arc, but he was there. He was there. He yeah. shows up. Shamir Anderson. You know, something, something's up because he's got pictures of John in his book, and he's got, like, scribbles of how much his bounty has gone up. What a dedicated journal that is. Very, very... Yeah. Uh, lots of sketches. Lots of sketches. <laughs> lots of lots of notes. Yeah. <laughs> More note-taking that, that, than I would do, yeah. ever. Uh, but he's he's kind of like... The other, you know, like animal lover that you go, oh, he's going to bond with John. He's the blue collar hitman. Yes. He's got his dog. He does not have the fancy suits. No suits. And he's he just got a shotgun. He's got a shotgun, uh, which is a very cool. It's like, like a snipable shotgun. Yeah. It's it's really nice to, to see someone in this world a little different. He kind of reminds me almost like the man from the Bowery King. Yeah. Because like all these hobos. Like he's not like... He's not like that because he's not like he's not a beggar on the street. Correct. Right. So he's his own like complete like wild card here. Is he uh, is he under the table? I think technically he is. Yeah. I don't know. Because he does go, he does approach the marquee in that scene before they go to Berlin. Right. Where he's basically like, hey, if you give me money, I will tell you where John is. He's very good at negotiating his prices. I at, at the yeah, end, yes, yes. yes. When, when his hand's not but, being stabbed into a table. But I think the Marquis still gave him his, like, even when the Marquis, like, stabbed him, I think he still gave him his, he would have still given him his price. He would have He would have yeah. given him his price, but, yes. But he, he, it was initially contingent on just location, and then he demanded John Wick's life. Yes. Yeah. Because that, that was the whole thing. He right. said, um, you'll pay me for tracking him, right? Yeah. And then it wasn't until he's at the nightclub that he's like, well, if you kill him, right, that's when you get your money, right. Um, but I, I like the I like having him as this like unknown factor, yeah. Where you're like, what what is the price that he feels like is worth 
risking his life to go after John. Because the thing is, he, Kane, and John are all likable, and they're all in opposition to each other. So that just always makes it more interesting because you're always rooting for them, even though you're mostly rooting for John. Yeah, exactly. And you it's contradictory. It's contradictory, and you ultimately want them to be like best good buds. Yes, (laughs) you want them all to go on an adventure together. And and it it, it's so much fun to see his um, like his interaction with his dog. Yeah. How he he I think at one point he he says like I love my dog more than like. Anybody else? Like I, like I would choose my dog over anybody. I don't remember that, but I believe it. He he has something something along those lines. Uh, but his dog is a fucking menace, dude. He is. Uh, I like the very first kill. The the first dog kill, where like it's just a white shot. You see a guy walking, and the dog just pops out of like the ground. <laughs> it reminded me of. Have you seen the movie Eight Legged Freaks? No, I haven't, but I remember that movie coming out. It's yeah, it's like giant radioactive spiders, and they have these uh, the trapdoor spiders. Oh, and they would also climb up from like burrows and grab people. And they just, it just reminded me of that. Yeah. Um, but he's he's in the he's in the Berlin nightclub, and all three of them show up. They have a poker game with uh, his name is Killa in the movie. Killa, wow. Killa, yeah. Um, wow. What. Wow. Anyway, textbook textbook uh, John Wick and club scene. Everybody's everybody's having a, a rocking a rocking good time. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. There there people are getting shot. Yeah. People are getting stabbed with axes. Yeah. And ain't no one do a damn thing. And what's unrealistic is like you're like this isn't in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah it may not be so my 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 interpretation of this is like these people are in this in this nightclub i'm assuming these people kind of know that shady shit goes on in this nightclub but they're not assassins they're not assassins yeah, yeah. but i think at the same time they're not they're not, not boy, used they're to not like, boy scouts yeah they're yeah. not not used to like shit going down here so they're probably like ah just whatever a normal yeah. scuffle yeah but i think it's ones like they see the big boss get taken down and they go oh shit got real imagine paying that kind of money for that kind of ticket can't even get a fucking appetizer <laughs> <laughs> um this is so they, they show this in the trailer they have like a big fight scene with axes handheld axes yeah that was Good. I think out of if I had to choose out of the three, this is probably my least favorite of like the action sequences. They're all still very good, but I feel like this is the one that brought the least. Least um wait yeah this is towards the end of Berlin is where the movie starts to like drag a little bit a little bit. And I'll say it is it it, it does it's not criminally too long, but there are points where you're like. <laughs> All right. We we gotta move. Yeah, you can only see someone get stabbed so many times. So many times before you go. Okay, let's. And this is the fourth John Wick movie. Yeah. But, but also, it's it's also very telling that you you watch these movies and and yes, you might kind of feel like it's getting a little too long, but you still appreciate everything that they're doing because every scene is perfectly done. Everything is great. Like the choreography is. Is great. The staging, the staging's great. The cinematography the is, great. is great. The way everything is shot, the, the way everything is like lit. The sound, the sound is fantastic. The music, I think. right? The, the music is great. Yeah, it's like it's like having too much ice cream. <laughs> but you're like, it is. It's ice cream. It's still fucking ice cream. It's right? so, it's still it's good yeah, ice cream. Yeah. Not just like shitty dollar store ice cream. Like it could be too much mushrooms. And you're like, ah, <laughs> rubber shit. 
Yeah. The way not even a damn vegetable. (laughs) To to kind of go along with that, I think is this is almost like going to like a Texas de Brazil type of place, like Mm. where like yes, you have all of this steak. Yeah. And it's delicious. And then sometimes you're like, oh, maybe I had too much steak. Right. But at the end of the day, you still had steak. But it was steak. It was steak. It was steak. And it's solid steak. Very solid steak. I like how to clarify my metaphor. You used another food metaphor. Because (laughs) because here's the thing. Ice cream, you would argue, is more bad for you than meat. Probably. Because I would say say meat has, like, substance. But ice cream is fucking delicious. I hate ice cream. You what? I okay, let me rephrase. <laughs> you what? I don't, I don't hate ice cream. I don't love ice cream. Millions of fans. <laughs> you should know this by now. I've been on the air. For, I know you're not like huge on sweets, but it's... Exactly, that's the reason why I'm not a huge fan of ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. I would rather... I would rather... Demolish a bag of chips than devour. I mean, like, I'd do that too, cream. but like. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, so this is the first scene, also where we see the three of them fight together as friends. Yeah, and it's fun to see uh, the dog, the uh, tracker, and Kane kind of holding their own, doing their own thing, yeah. uh, while John goes and takes on the big guy because he has to get that kill to get back yeah. into his family's good graces. And I love that once he does, he gets in there. He just takes a tooth. He takes a tooth as proof. I thought he was going to take the whole grill. I thought so too, but he just takes the one. Uh, But I like how they, they, you know, it's a John Wick movie. You can only only go without a stereotype for so long. Mm. And these Russians are like, yeah, vodka. (laughs) Let's let's coat our bird with vodka. Very, very good. Um, but this takes into my favorite. My favorite section of this movie, hands down, is all of like the France yeah, the whole France stuff. They set the they set the terms for their fight. Correct. Uh, which, cards, you know, which I, it took me a second to kind of figure out. Me too. What what the deal with this was? But basically, like, there's choices, and then whoever gets the the higher number in the draw gets uh, the gets the choice. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, the 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 terms were they're going to meet at the at the church at the church at sunrise. At sunrise, pistols. pistols. Yeah, because John wanted John, John wanted, wanted pistols. John wanted pistols, but he wanted tonight. He wanted blades. And the other, the marquee wanted blades. Yeah. So because Kane, he was going to have his second be his first. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and which I, I, you know, I wonder, I wonder how that would pan out, because if in the blades? last movie he did bass zero, and zero was. A very skilled, like sword fighter. Yeah. Um, where even even if Donnie Yen is is a badass, even if I would say he's like John's equal, would John be able to outdo him because of the eyesight? No, I think I think Donnie Yen's got him in blades. Think so? As if they're equals, if they're equals with pistols, then I think I think it's I don't think they're equals, equals with pistols. The first two shots, at least, were. Unless, which that was yeah. that was planned, I yeah. think. But the, I think you could, I could think Dottie I could take him in blades. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, so we we have a, a big homage to the the warriors during this um, during this whole third act, which is having like the radio host kind of uh, like talking to the people over the phone. 
Right. Getting basically the all the gangs in in France to show up and it try to take them out is is two the movie where the table turns against John or does the table turn against John in three? The table turns against John at the end of two, two because okay. he kills Centino in the Continental. So then, does two do two, three, and four have scenes where there's a bounty on John? Yes. Okay. So two. Santino puts a bounty on John because he knows that John wants to go after him. Yeah. He basically wants to tie that loose end after he killed his sister. Right. And so that's why they put the bounty on him. Gotcha. Um, once he gets the Continental, the bounty is cleared, I yeah. believe. And then, no, it stays on him. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's safe as long as he's in the Continental. Yeah. But then one once, hand on the... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that happens in the third one. He right. puts a hand. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're back with more car action, which mm-hmm. I think is great. That whole scene going around around the circle. Americans who are bad at roundabouts can probably empathize. <laughs> <laughs> why are why are Americans bad at roundabouts? I don't know, man. I, I don't think they're that difficult. They're not that difficult. They're pretty great. Um, I'll say if you're in a busy roundabout and that's your first roundabout, then you're like, ah, oh, okay. So, it's got to be insane yeah. to drive on that. But once you're, but if you're in like, I think if you practice on a tiny roundabout, then mm-hmm. then the bigger ones make more sense. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, so, um, but, I, balls to the walls, cars and roundabouts. Yeah, and and you have people getting thrown around. One of the things that I think is is the most amazing thing about the John Wick movies, no one's died making one of these movies. Yeah. If you told me secretly that five people had died making the last four John Wick movies, you I'd did. be like, I 100% believe you. Yeah. Um, I think I sent you a video. This was a while ago, maybe like a week ago, from like a behind-the-scenes shot. It, you see this in the movie. I think I pointed it out to you, where it's a wide shot of like escalators, and this guy just yeets. Jesus. He just like flies into the escalator. He tumbles all the way down, and he's like dead, right? Yeah. And then they go cut, and he just gets up. Wow! And I'm like, God damn! Like yeah. he just like it looks like he got thrown, yeah. and he's landing on a, on a working escalator because the escalators are moving. Yeah. Like no matter what, how much padding, that's gotta hurt. Yeah. It's gotta be such a risk. You take a wrong. I stand up crooked, right? And I'm out for a day, right? Right? Like these people, these stuntmen are amazing. And they're getting thrown into cars. They're, you know, it's it's amazing that no one's died. And we are not the first to say if there's a movie that gives a case for the Academy Award and stunt work, it's this movie. It is, and, and to to a certain degree, I think I told you it also wouldn't be fair. No, <laughs> it would just go to this. But it's but but the thing is, like it like these people, these people are working like these people are working hard, man. Like I'm sorry, I would I would I love the fact that Brendan Fraser won. For the whale, yeah, he deserved it. He did a great job acting, yeah. but I would much rather award someone who does stunt work, yeah, when they're actually putting, putting their, their life body. on the line. Like yeah. this, you could then there are people who have ended up right, like unable to walk because of stunt work, yeah, and and these other people are just like I wore a fat suit right. and I acted good, and I I think the fact that we don't recognize one and we recognize the other, it's Yes, ridiculous. It would be curious to see. It's kind. Of, it's kind of like the NFL, where like you, where you you do sort of get into that gray area of like, 
Uh, you have these people putting their body on the line for like entertainment. Mm-hmm. Right now that's being incentivized. Right. Could that become problematic? I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not well-versed enough in that conversation to make any judgments, but like the point is like they're what, what's happening in this like quote unquote mindless action movie is like a fucking craft. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's precise. Yeah. It's, it, it it's, it's gotta be a nightmare to like coordinate all of these moving parts. Yep. Like, yeah, there's obviously not, you know, a thousand cars going around in a circle. But even if there's two or three cars that have to go around an actor, like, yeah. you got to be precise or you can end up. You can end up pancaked. You can end up being pancaked. So the scene. The scene that happens after. The, the big scene after yeah. this. You Do you remember when we watched uh, Malignant? No. I mean, I remember watching Malignant, but so I, yeah. Malignant has a scene right. where the main girl gets scared and she runs from her front door all the way around the house up the stairs, and it's this big tracking overhead shot that I was mm. like, "This is really cool." Yeah, I, I wonder if they built the set and that's how it was, or if it's like all like CG or whatever. Yeah. This is that, but like on cocaine. Yeah, it's this wonderful like overhead shot. If you've ever played Hotline Miami, if you have not played it, I have not. It's this. So Do you remember the game I played? I made a game with zombies in it back from like the original Xbox. Okay. It's like a zombie shooter. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, zombies. And um, like you just you spin around in a circle. Yeah. Uh, I think Halo has a top down shooter like that too. Yeah, there's I've seen top down shooters. And it's that, but in film. In film, the there's a little scene during the montage of like the the grunts who are gonna try their hand. <laughs> these these yeah. these mongrels. These brave brave stupid souls. <laughs> Which but I mentioned this to you in the theater. <laughs> the amount, the bounty, million, not enough money. Uh, Shohei Otani, um, pitcher for the Los Angeles Angels. Is projected to be the first, like the first MLB player with a five hundred million dollar contract. So that would be over, like, be over, like I don't know, eight to ten years, uh-huh. right? Like, so that's fifty million dollars a year mm-hmm. to throw a ball and bat, which he does. Very well, Absolutely. sure, right? <laughs> well, it's not life risking. No, I, 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 at one point, I. I Saw the the screen and I thought it said uh, two point zero, uh, no, one point eight billion dollars, nope. and I was like, "Sounds about right." That sounds about right. But then they they uh, they show the the Only the matrix million. screen yeah. and they changed it from one point eight million, yeah, sorry, uh, eighteen million to twenty million. Only twenty million. And I go, "Oh, that is not enough." Yeah, not not you <laughs> think? I'm sorry. You think you a little. Peasant assassin living in whatever place you are, you are going to take down John Wick. I mean, my best bet would be to like, since A, since 40% of the population in this universe happens to be innocent. I mean, my best bet is honestly just like perch off, like wait on top of a... Work on, on, work on your long sniping. Yeah, which I mean, people fish. So like, you know, just as much of a waste of time. But with much more payoff. That's, I mean, that's like... That's the play. Yeah. You just got to hope you snipe them out. Yeah, that's yeah. got to be the only way. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's been, it, you know, the funny thing is, you mentioned that, but it's been proven that, like, you could snipe John. For sure. Because in the first movie, Willem Dafoe's character, who's, like, his, uh, like, adoptive father type figure, yeah. he, like, he doesn't, he obviously is not aiming at him, but, like, he shoots through a window mm-hmm. to wake him up. At one point, uh, John is like being choked out, and he snipes a dude through like a covered window. He does. You get, could snipe John yeah. Wick out. John These does. People. Get, does he get help in every movie? Is there at least one scene where he is about to yes. die, and then uh, he gets? I think. I don't think in the last one. You mean this one? Or three? No, in in two. Sorry. Okay. I don't think in two he gets like help. his ass yeah. saved. But like, is there at least two of them. Like yeah. he he's about to die and mm-hmm. he gets saved by somebody. So like if that's the case, if you know that he can get killed, then your play is honestly just to wait for that situation and like pop you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could go in with the assist. Yeah. So anyway, in this scene, there's a, there's a little shot where you see like the some of the guys gathered and then they get the the dragon bullets and and you you let out an auto bullet. Oh, and and then I saw those. I'm like, I think they'll shoot fire. And then I'm like, I can't wait. And then, boy, oh, boy. oh man, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. So like, you see, you see a clip of this in the trailer. You just see a top-down shot, and you go, oh, that's that looks like a really cool shot. Yeah. But it's a whole ass scene. Yeah. And it, it not just happens once. It's a very long, continuous, yeah. probably like three to four minutes straight. And then it goes down. You see a couple scenes. I think he's talking to uh, to Tracker. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back up and it does it again for like another five minutes. It's the, um, well, I like Miami, but it's also those puzzles in Breath of the Wild where you have the ball that falls in the maze. I don't know if you, I don't know what's I, saying. No. Anyway, it's, it's in the shrines where you have to like get this ball out of a maze oh, with your okay. thing. But, you know, yeah. more fun. <laughs> <laughs> more fun because yeah. it's it's got Dragon Breath shotguns. Yeah. So, like, I, I knew what Dragon Breath shotguns are because of Call of Duty. I think, in Call, I think in Black Ops 1 or 2, They're in there. there's a scene where you get a Dragon's Breath shotgun. And I was like, well, that's going to be so much fun. What that man can do with that shotgun. Are those actually in under use by the U.S. military? Oh, I don't know about the – I think those are, like – not they can't like be civilian they can't be geneva convention worthy I, they that sounds like the most unethical like yeah. fucking thing you can do to a person because like not only are you peppering them with a shotgun shell you're just setting them you on are fire. setting them on fire yeah there's no reason i mean isn't that isn't there reason isn't that also why napalm is not yeah, and, then, thing and then flamethrowers are also i i, I don't know I, I think you're still allowed to use flamethrowers but right. like they toe the line like there's a there's a certain degree of like yeah. inhumanity there. Like it's just so it's almost like we should abolish the Second Amendment. Oh, maybe. maybe bold statement about a movie where the people are getting blasted. It's nice in the movie. And I love it. It's nice in the movie. It is nice in the movie. Yeah. Uh, but that that scene to me when I saw this that that was a scene for me that went this no matter what else happens I cannot. I cannot in, in in any way argue less than five. This is what took me to five stars, and I was like, I was like, okay, like the whole time I was like, I just, I just wish I had my book kill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, that's the only thing this thing is missing, and it's just a bit too long. Mm-hmm. And then once we got to here, I'm like, 
Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I got it. Uh, and that's not even until the stairs. That's not even the stairs. <laughs> so, yeah, so that takes us to the stairs. Yeah. Uh, which and Audible groan from the theater. Audible groan. Yeah. Uh, so th- that that scene actually had like multiple audible groans. Yeah. The first audible groan is the 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 hot lady in the radio goes, "Who's gonna climb the two hundred and twenty two stairs <laughs> to the cathedral?" Like, oh, <laughs> and people you can hear you go, Ooh. yeah. And then John is going. I was about to turn to Thano and be like, dude, it'd be so funny if someone like kicks him and he falls down like a section of it. Because it's like, it's in sections, right? It's not like 222 stairs straight up. Straight up, right. It's like 50 and then a a thingy, then 50 and then a thingy, 50 and a thingy. And then he gets to the top and he just gets yeeted. It gets to the point where it's comical. It is because you can tell tell the momentum. It's actually kind of like when my mom fell in Bogart's article. Please don't. And then, granted, it was a very short oh. distance, but it, the, oh, no. but I mean, but the way that fall took place, like somewhere, extra momentum was picked up that just like threw her into the cabinet that like she crashed into. God damn! And you're like, I, you're like, I know tripping can be dangerous, especially for old people, but like, you, like you witnessing that fall in action, you're like, how the fuck did this happen? And like, how, do you, how do you pick up so much speed? Yeah, and, but he's like falling down these stairs. And there's a point where you're like, all right, it's done. And then and well, he just keeps going. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, someone had to have fallen all those stairs. And whoever that stuntman was, bless their heart. Because yeah. that is 220 steps that you could have cracked something on. Stairs are dangerous. Stairs are very dangerous. Stairs are dangerous. And I guess the only thing that I would say, okay, maybe these weren't as bad as like if you were on another staircase is because they're very like, mm-hmm. what would be the, the proper ways? Shallow steps? Yeah. Right? Because yeah. they're, not, they're not huge, they're not like super steep, right. 12 inch steps, right? Yeah. They're smaller. Um, but God, like it hit him falling down those steps was so like that's where you got the audible groans from people going oh no he's got to go back up yeah uh, but he gets he gets help he gets help oh Money. before that mm-hmm. at the house back during the the dragon's breath thing um he's about to kill tracker mm-hmm. um but then i think his name is cherry right he's the like the the henchman from for the marquee the spanish guy the spanish guy yeah. he's going to kill the doggy. The dog. And this dog already got a big hit. Like in, in the car chase scene, the dog gets thrown into a car and he bounces off. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, this dog is hurt. The dog gets up and bites someone in the nuts like a second later. Yeah. Uh, but he's about to get shot. And John John saves the dog. John saves the dog. And as that's is, as is his want. Exactly. John John Wick is known for two things. For three things. Right. Loving his wife, yeah, killing people, and loving dogs, loving dogs, right? And and this this definitely trumps killing people. Yeah. So he he's willing to not kill Tracker and risk his own life to save Tracker's dog. Yeah. Um, Tracker takes note. Which Tracker? Yeah, it, it's the you know that Tracker will remember this meme. Yeah. Yeah, because he does. He ventures up. He helps out um, John and um. Donnie Yen climbed the steps, right? Because he's got a he's got a book in. Right. If he's not there, Mr. Krabs is going to count as uh it's gonna count him as 
as, as yeah, uh, none of this, none of this forfeit, right? Yeah, none of this like a uh, compassionate high school PBIS letting you walk into class. No, two seconds it, if you are not there when sun rises, you are finito. You are not only disqualified; your second also gets killed. Yep. Right. And so then we have another fight scene up the two hundred twenty flights <laughs> of steps, uh, but this time it's all three of them. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Spanish guy gets killed. Wonderful. Which, if I've, if, so I will have like some minor ticky tacky complaints in this movie. Sure. Because you have to find something. It, it, the movie does make it, it, it could even be under three minutes, but the movie does make it feel like three minutes have passed since um, the knockdown of the steps. Yeah. And he gets knocked down of the steps at 6, 6 a.m., or the movie establishes that 6 a.m. has happened, maybe slightly off. It does, it does feel like it's been more than three minutes. Yeah. Until he gets back up. And I, I think a lot of the times you can play with the logic of maybe some of the events happening exactly. are happening concurrently. So you're just kind of like seeing things happen from like a different right. angle at the same time span. But that would require some uneven storytelling. Yeah. And this one, I think you do feel like, all right. It's been whatever. Yeah. But you know, like whatever. you said, ticky tacky. Right? Yeah. That's ticky tacky. Exactly. Um, and and this is where you kind of get a feeling that something between the two of them, there's like an unspoken thing. He says, you owe me one. Uh, Donnie stabs him in the hand. Yeah. And then he goes, okay, fine. And now we're even. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they, they have the duel. Right. Right. Um, and, and my dumbass, I, I, I was taking the 30 paces literal. Oh. Like, because I, I I was counting the steps, and I go, "Hey, that's twenty two steps." <laughs> that's cheating. <laughs> but they have these like markers, markers, right? So they go to the markers, um, and they're shooting at each other, and they have like two draws, basically. So they, like, yeah, they they do like hit each other, you, but no, none lethal. No one, if no one dies, then you can move ten paces. Yeah, like, move move ten. Yeah, paces each of you move five, so it's yeah, ten yeah. paces forward. So rule of threes. Yeah. yeah, and so then uh, the last shot, John gets hit in the gut. Wait, the Mr. Nobody is drinking a beer while this happens. Yeah. The doggy piddled on the Spanish guy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I I said, where did this man get a beer from? Because he's just... So there's, there's a couple of things. He pulls it out of a fanny pack. Either he pulls that out of a backpack, yeah. which... That is some warm ass beer. <laughs> or he stopped by a beer on his stop, on his walk from whatever. But yeah. it's like six in the morning. Who's open? Yeah, I don't know. It's your own. Uh, he gives his dog a beer. Yep. Um, <laughs> and and you can see like the look of disappointment in his face when he thinks John John is about to lose. Yeah. Right. Because um, he gets shot, but he does not get a shot out. Right. And as he's about to go for the kill shot, Mr. Pennywise. Yeah. He, he's that ego because he, he talks just, about ego yeah. a lot in the movie. Uh, and that is particularly that scene where he's talking with Mr. Nobody. Right. He's like, you know, that ego. Yeah. You got to watch it. Yeah. And it takes over. It takes over. He right? wants, he to, wants to be the one to kill John Wick. And, and I think that that's got to do with also what. Winston tells him, yeah, because he's like, you could be just another guy in a long line of people killed by John, or you could be the one to kill John, right? And like that would cement you as like this like symbol mm-hmm. to the to the high table. And I think that's why he's like, he needs to do it. He's like, I want to be the one to do it. I want that that final shot. Yeah. And he goes, okay, yep, and. <laughs> 
Man, you I, I arrogant, love how they call him out right away. You arrogant asshole. <laughs> you arrogant asshole. Yeah. Uh, man, it's so it's so satisfying to see him just get it. Just get it. Yeah. It's so simple too. It's not nothing fancy. He doesn't suffer. Right. It's just. Yeah. You're just another another headshot in a long line of John Wick headshots. Yeah. But this one gets his freedom. This one gets his freedom. And, and so does Donnie Yen. Donnie, yeah, Donnie Yen makes sure he's like, hey, but you know, Am this is my, my, my daughter's free, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And as soon as they take that note, right. Whatever. Mr. Krabs is there to validate. <laughs> I was I was texting Amanda yesterday. I was like, fucking Dono, every time, every time Clancy Brown shut up, he would go, gah, 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 gah. and I would <laughs> just laugh. Well, it was funny because at first when I when I saw him initially, I was like, is this Jeff Bridges? And I'm like, it's not Jeff Bridges. It's Jeff Bridges. And then the second time I was like, oh, it's fucking Clancy Brown. It's fucking Clancy Brown. And then I was like, gah, 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 gah. <laughs> So, so John dies, right? They they say he's dead. Uh, they show, um, they, they show him like fall role. over. Yeah, but like you never actually like see close up. No. Very ambiguous. But then you see a gravestone, right, uh, with his headstone, very touchingly saying like "loving husband," loving husband, right, and that's 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 all he wants to be, and and he's earned it. Yep. Um, the dog turns at one point. Like the dog's like staring and he just goes, Rrr. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So like it's left ambiguous enough that if they want to make a sequel, they if, could. If they want to bring John back, you can a hundred percent say that John and Winston and these people were like, let's just say he's died, he's dead, people will leave him right. alone. Right. He will disappear and live on his life. Yeah. Could something happen to bring him back? Probably. So the oops, I did I did my minor research. So apparently, ballerina takes place in between three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, they meant to film five concurrently mm-hmm. with four, but they they did not. Um, Which, what else could they have possibly? And, and after you film all this, I, I think I read that same interview where they were like, "We would rather shoot like one full." Yeah. In size, Keanu, not leave anything on the table. Keanu says that he feels like the story is, he feels like there was a satisfying conclusion to and the it, story. It really is. It is. Which then, may, all right, so I said this at the end of the last one. And I feel like I'm willing, let's say they make 10 of these. You're willing all, to eat your words? I'm willing to eat my words every time. I'm willing to say, I don't know if, I don't know if. I don't, I don't know, know what the fuck they could, could do. Be, yeah, I don't know what the fuck they could do. I don't know if another one is necessary. I don't know if another one would be would be just like more of the more of the same. Because if you didn't have, let's just say you take out the Hotline Miami scene. Mm-hmm. How do you view this movie without just that scene? Everything else the same, but that scene still a four out of uh, at least a four point five out of five for me. Exactly, it's still fantastic, yeah. and and to me. I don't know if they could do another like almost three hour long movie. No, it just it seems like it, it's it's ridiculous that they could. Well, because you would if need they to do you would need to build up because like this whole arc was end of two, all of three, and then this movie. Yeah, right. You would need to build up a new thing, mm-hmm. like a new major impetus. Yeah, this conflict. is this yeah. is to me feels like Endgame. Yeah, like I said. 
Like, this is the movie that the reason why it's so long is because it's tying off all those loose ends, essentially. Exactly. Yes, there's potential for spin-offs. But, but like, spin-offs. The, main, yeah. the main threats that were set up in the previous have all been essentially resolved, I believe. Correct. I can't think of anything that has not been resolved. Here's my... Actually, here's my one element of bittersweetness for this movie. With the first three... I feel like I could watch those, and my 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 opinion was you could make a case that either any of these could be the best one. Yeah. This time, I think your options are pretty much like one and four, okay. because one to me is the more grounded, character-driven one. Yeah. Two and three expand on the universe; mm-hmm. they each get bigger, and then four is just like the biggest yeah so in my opinion you either want the more grounded character driven one mm-hmm. or, or you, you want, want the, the biggest insanity yeah. yeah 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 but you know again they're all is amazing that, is that a bad thing no not it's a bad thing not a bad thing but it's yeah. but, but sometimes you have like when you look at series you're like like breaking bad i think has the opposite benefit where in my opinion i'm like ah each of these seasons is better than the last one which is rare for a show mm-hmm. right to have multiple seasons where each one improves. Yeah. Whereas this one's like, ah, you look at all of these and you're like... They're all different they're enough. All, they're, they're all... But they're all on like equal footing. Mm-hmm. But now now I think it is like, there's four there's and there's one. And mm-hmm. the two and three are still amazing. But like, yeah. And it's 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 really... One of, the, one of the best things about this series is like, on Friday when I was supposed to be doing uh, Plan Time, school, <laughs> I, I went on, on YouTube and... Uh, Found out that our district is no longer restricting my YouTube account. Noish. So I was able to go in and I was like, John Wick kill count. Yeah. And I watched like a 20 minute video of like all the kills in the John Wick series. And I was watching, I'm like, man, I can watch any of these scenes. Yeah. And be like, this scene is great. This scene is great. This scene is great. This scene is great. great. And it's so rare that like you have a series where like, Everything in it stands out yeah. on its own, not just like all reliant on the past. Right. It's 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 so cool to have like a directing group yeah. that just knows their craft and they stick to it. Yeah. Like they're not trying to do anything like super philosophical. It's great that they do have like really cool themes in the movies. Right. And and you know that those things like work. But that's but not, not what they're setting things, out yeah. to do. Exactly. Like, they're setting out to make a really good action movie. And it is. And I don't think there's anything. I've told you so many times that like I really do believe that the Mission Impossible movies are like also like S tier action movies. I was about to ask you, what's better? Oh, John Wick. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's not even taking into account Scientology. That's not even taking into account Scientology. <laughs> but it's just like you can see the passion that it's not just one guy doing this. Because yeah. that, that's the thing. In Mission Impossible, it's really all Tom Cruise wants to do insane shit. And yeah. he's got, I think his name is Christopher McQuarrie, the director. He's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's and have fun. And he's got the Church of Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> but this is like, you can tell like the whole group, everybody in this movie, they, want to, they want to make an awesome, a great, yeah. awesome action movie. Yeah. And it... If it if this is not the best movie of the year for me, whatever takes that spot has to be like yeah absolutely amazing. I I do not I cannot think of anything 
that I can think of that I, I have on my list of the movies that are coming out that I feel could top this for me. Because this is just so well done, right? I think the expression firing in all cylinders exists solely for like a movie like this. A movie that could beat this would have to just like, it would have to be in the other direction or would just have to make me like, it would have to just stimulate me like intellectually and like emotionally, right? Yeah. Like that would be, that nothing on like, nothing from a technical aspect I think is going to be. Mm-hmm. Is going to beat this movie. No, and like I know we like the shit on Avatar, but like and 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 what James Cameron did was like amazing visually, sure. right? But like I don't I don't look at every shot in that movie and be like fucking gorgeous, like fucking gorgeous, mm-hmm. fucking gorgeous. It the movie is gorgeous, but here like if this movie were a flip book, right? You'd like look at every frame and you'd be like amazing. And mm-hmm. I guess that films are flip books mm-hmm. right <laughs> you're like amazing amazing yeah amazing amazing and yeah and, and, and you know it's really funny because we i think it was in one of the theater one of the movies that we watched recently during the trailers they played the trailer for john wick and i think we looked at each other and we were like are we gonna make an episode on john wick what the fuck are we gonna talk about yeah how long are we going uh an hour and eight minutes but it, it just plus the and we mandalorian did where we invaded our previous episode <laughs> but it's just it, it warrants every discussion like i love that even people who are usually not into like action movies are like this movie is fucking fantastic every person that i've talked to who has seen this movie has said either they're looking forward to seeing this yeah or they saw it and it's like amazing yeah like no one that i've that i've seen has been like eh, it was mid yeah and if they do they're stupid I, I, I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It has a. I mean, obviously, this means nothing because, you know, the Internet's world, the Internet's word is. Uh, poo poo. Poo Like, what does it have? 8.3? Uh, so the average is 8.3. Yeah. Um, on, on Rotten Tomatoes. tomatoes. Uh, the aggregate score for uh, Rotten Tomatoes is 96%, which just basically means 96% of people gave it a fresh. Yeah. Uh, I am curious as to like what the like the 4% that brought it down would be. They just must not know what they're like in for. Or they're just trolling. There's always those that like you watch and you like read the reviews and you're like, oh, this is someone who just wants to be contrarian uh, contrarian. like could you imagine actually liking the first three and not liking this one that's got to be so odd yeah uh oh it went down sorry to a nine 95 percent but it's at 234 reviews which is still like fucking amazing that uh this person said john wick 4 is beautifully realized within its own context but the context has become so disconnected from any reality so myopic <laughs> visual so myopic visually so cartoonish without any rhyme or reason some are calling that minimalist i call it boring i'm sorry if you watch this minimalist bored who calls this minimalist where is their minimalism this this movie is the antithesis of minimal this movie is so over the top yeah if watching all that annihilation can and fake death is your idea of fun, this is uh, this will be the bomb for those who like the little more emotional meat on their bone. It's thin broth, dude. At this point, he just has a problem with the genre of action movie. Yeah, yeah. This I, I cannot take those 
That's like telling someone who hates horror movies to review a horror movie. It's like telling someone who doesn't like ice cream to review ice cream. Exactly. <laughs> I said I didn't like ice cream. I said I didn't love it. This show has been on for over a year, and you don't like ice cream. Hey, man, listen. How long have you known me for? Uh, high school. You should know that I don't like ice cream by now. I'm pretty yeah. sure I've mentioned it. I know you don't. But we've been to Let Me Chocana. Let Me Chocana. <laughs> A self-indulgent mess lost in the Byzantine assassin underworld that has become the focus of the sequels. The Byzantine assassin. It is self-indulgent, and that's not a problem. No. <laughs> here's, it's, it's payoff at this here's point. What the, this movie is the Parthenon. Go right? on. Okay, you go to tourist places, or the Parthenon, or Washington, D.C., and you're like, uh, I don't want to like see a fucking monument. Like, I, I want to eat where the locals eat. Uh, I want to see how real people are. And you're like, yeah, that's fair. And then you see the Parthenon, and you're like, fucking get it. <laughs> like, you see the Lincoln Memorial, and you're like, yeah, like, this is dope. Have you been to the Lincoln Memorial? Well, no, I haven't. The Lincoln Memorial is awesome. Well, that's cool. It is cool. And you're like, you're like, all right, some historical shit. And you get there, and you're like, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so this, you know, this one, last one, last one. Yeah. John Wick 4 is a supersized all-you-can-eat buffet of the franchise's signature dishes, bullet riddle, revenge, teeth, chattering action sequences, and a gossamer thing characters. That's what you want. Yeah. Like, but even then I, I would disagree with like the you know they're thing gossamer, characters. They're not gossamer thin. No, they're still fun. Even yeah. the, even the new characters I think are very, very good. I'm excited for the sequel, by the way, and credit scene. Uh, they have uh, Akira shows up and she goes after Kane as he's trying to approach his daughter. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully that pays out. We will be curious to see where this goes. Yeah. All right. We've been talking about this for an hour and 12 minutes. And worth, I think that's worth. So that that's, we're at, we're that's at, where we're going to We're approaching it, four hours of John Wick time oh. between our, our, our watching and our I, speaking. I came this close last night to going to see that 1030 showing. So I've had a marathon of church this week. It was church Friday night, church this morning. There'll be church tomorrow. And on the way back from church, I stopped at Panera, as one does. And for those who don't know, the Panera, in be- there's two Paneras in between uh, my church and the theater. There are. But if I go towards the first one, I'm going towards the theater. I'm like, <laughs> I could. I could. <laughs> <laughs> I needed my beauty rest. But the fact that it's a three-hour-long movie and you still go... Maybe Good. I should. Didn't do that for Avatar. I did not. Didn't do that no, for Avatar. Did not. Yeah. It's so much more fun watching this in Avatar. So much more so fun. So much more fun. Avatar feels too long. Avatar feels too long. Yeah. This movie, yeah. if they release that, if they release the hashtag, release the Stahelsi cut. Yeah. I will watch that for hour long cut. All right, everybody. Uh, we will be back soon with another episode of something. Yes. All right. Until next time, he is Thano. He's Javier. Bye. Bye. Thank you.